This is the Business of Apps podcast, bringing you actionable insights from the leaders of the global app industry and the world's fastest growing apps. You can find more app news, data and analysis over at businessofapps.com. Welcome to the Business of Apps podcast. On this show, we invite app industry professionals to cover various topics. We promise to do our best to keep it both insightful but brief. In this episode, we have Tobias Borner, co-founder at Admiral Studio. Tobias, welcome to the BNCFOS podcast. Hi, hi all. Thanks for having me. Terrific. Thank you for coming. All right. It's been a while since we talked about the app subscriptions on this podcast. The latest business model for mobile apps that powers revenue generation for so many apps today. It all started with video and audio streaming services such as Netflix and Spotify, and then it turned out that the model actually works for so many other apps. But popularity doesn't necessarily mean that app brands actually know how to make the most of it. On this episode, we have Tobias to talk about the best practices for app subscriptions. But first, as always in the show, Tobias, uh, tell us about yourself a little bit. What is your background in tech? I came to tech around 2010. So back in the days, like the time before, I worked in a local government in my hometown and consulting for local entrepreneurs. And those people always inspire me a lot. And then I decided someday to switch the sides and start my my first footprint into the internet business project called over 10 years ago, it's called Club Culture. It was a party community where, where we send um, photographers on parties. And the next days, we, we have to upload this uh, on a website. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and we try to connecting in this way, like the nightlife to like the party environment. And yeah, during, during this time, I met a lot of very awesome people in the internet space. And yeah, this was my first touch point with this world. and. This definitely got me. So it's I'm I, I I had a feeling. So this is definitely my space. And I met also my co-founders for my first really impactful startup called Lavu. Was uh, one of the leading dating apps in in Europe. Yeah, and I did this almost for ten years since day one. I was CMO at Lavu and had also a strong passion for everything what is connected to growth uh, and subscription handling as well. And yeah, after we decided to sell that company to the mid group, I also co-founded a few months later a company for well-being and health called Festic. It's one of the leading intermittent fasting apps in the world right now. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's my journey with apps. All apps so far are subscription focused and mobile first and uh, yeah right now with admiral media and admiral studio i'm also help companies with growth consulting especially for onboarding optimization like have a very strong look on how is the subscription business going look on the ppis and yeah try to bring my experience on the table Oh, that's great. 10 years may not sound that much for a human being, let alone for the universe. But for mobile, 10 years is just like ages. You know, 10 years ago, 
Instagram was just two years old and Facebook wasn't even there as it's where it's right now, not even close to having two billion users. So nobody heard about TikTok, obviously, 10 years ago. So yeah, time runs fast. And let's uh, talk about the Admiral Media and Admiral Studio. I know pretty well about your Admiral Media business, but uh, this is the first time I heard about Admiral Studio. Please tell our audience about both companies. Yeah, sure. The Admiral Studio is quite new. I decided with Andre, uh, which is the founder of Admiral Media, together to came up with the studio and it's all about web free. So, and we do multiple things here to start with and to be very good in things. It's very important to have a very deep understanding how this world is working. And this is always my way how to jump in in a new vertical or in, in the blockchain space, for example. We decided to release in the studio own collections for NFT space, for example. And we came also up with an app dedicated for NFTs. It's a little bit connecting with the web free world. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we believe here in the studio that very soon in the near future, a lot of companies need help with marketing approaches. And we make that happen and we will very soon release a lot of new activities in the web free space. Yeah, definitely. I think I'm a kind of a bright example of not really grasping NFT concept because for me, it's pretty fancy, interesting, but still doesn't sound like something promising, something that is going to rise up quickly. But I think I'm in a minority in this opinion, probably just my age you know, being 45, not the way I'm not young that anymore. Okay, let's switch on app subscriptions, the topic for this conversation. I think it is safe to say, but by now, app businesses run primarily on three models, advertising, in-app purchases, and app subscriptions. So my question is, under what circumstances businesses uh, should choose the app subscriptions model? And if it's financially and technically feasible to switch to this model, or you have to start with this model from the day one? Very good question. I hear this also quite often from founders. What I often see is that apps, they monetize through ads only, start along the journey thinking, oh, how can we implement subscription or how is it possible to switch to subscription? So I, I really hear this often. And also, by the way, big guys are doing this right now, like Facebook and Twitter and you know them. But also for small and medium businesses, I think it can make sense. And I'm a very big fan of subscriptions, but I would not recommend to switch the model. So I, I think it's a additional revenue stream. So for example, at Lavu, we had three revenue streams. We had ads, we had subscriptions, and we have in-app purchases. And all this from the beginning of the product. So back in 2011, imagine that yeah. uh, there were no billing service like RevenueCat or Purchasely. Uh, there was no push server like from Firebase, for example. No CM system. Uh, you have to build everything from scratch. And this adding a massive complexity for products like like Lavu. But today in a world of third party, I think everything is faster and it's definitely possible to come up with a new and additional revenue subscription strategy. And I would always argue that it's very important that adding additional value to the customers, not that just 
for the pockets of the subscription apps or for, for the subscription streams. So let's be very creative. And a very good example who did this very well to me, it's Tinder, for example. If you know the development over the years, they introduced so many different revenue streams. Um, right. And this was always an additional value for the customer and not nothing else came behind the paywall, for example. Yeah, so by adding more models and not actually switching to the one, you're kind of uh, reaching to greater pool of users. Some of them may be fine with the, and the purchases. Some of them are okay with ads. If they get the value by watching ads, they don't mind. And some part I really don't mind to pay on a monthly basis. This is their thing. They don't want to. They want to see ads. They completely see the value and spending you know five ten bucks a month. It's just perfect for them. But they have to feel the confidence in the product like they do with the I don't know Netflix or Tinder, like you mentioned. The value is clear. It's there month after month doesn't diminish, they're completely okay to spend that, that amount of money and be just be fine. Want to improve your app marketing skills? Know how to fight back mobile fraud? Or how to launch an influencer marketing campaign? You've got it all at the Business of Apps Insights. Opinion, how-tos, thought leadership, and analysis from global app and social media industry. Visit our insights section at businessofapps.com slash insights slash podcast. And now back to the show. But let's switch to the uh, next question, which is about mistakes. It's always uh, kind of a popular one because you know we all do mistakes. It's unavoidable. Uh, can you think of two, three common mistakes app businesses do when it comes to app subscriptions? Yeah, to app subscription in, in general, I would say like, what I figure out quite often is that they have not enough or no A-B tests in place for the for the paywalls, for example. I think this is, what I always see is this very low-hanging fruit. Uh, if you like changing somehow the copy or changing somehow a little bit the, the design, this can very lifting conversion rates. And another mistake uh, I would say is to have no mobile CRM in place. It's no code. Uh, in the most of the cases, uh, to you have you have a lot of people. They can working with that. You can reach all your customers, and to not using this opportunity, I think this is a very big mistake. And another mistake, I have another mistake, which is not, I would say, not connecting to a subscription, but it's uh, it's I think a mistake if publishers believe that web free is only a bubble. I think that's uh, maybe with NFT, we uh, is for, for some not clear to see the use cases, but. Web free in general, uh, I think this is a mistake if you don't try to start thinking, how can this be someday on my roadmap? Yeah, I totally see what you're saying about, you know, the lack of CRM, mobile CRM, just insane. If you're getting on board more and more people on the app subscription, the, the app subscription model, and the name of the game retaining this big pool of users, how can you manage this task on a monthly basis? And retain these people if you cannot effectively manage the communication with them. And you know, mobile CRM is just given. Now we're all aware of very well known examples of apps that are run on the app subscriptions model, such as Netflix, Tinder, YouTube Premium, Spotify. But can you give us some examples of apps that are not known to people? Something that's not popular, not you know, on the tech radar all day long. 
I think the most successful is one they are they are always well known. What I always using as an example, what they are doing this very well. My point of view is Duolingo. They are not small, uh, but this very famous language learning app. But I think they are doing this on a world class level with the gamification approach when it comes to subscriptions. I'm I'm really like that the way how they doing it. I can also make a little bit advertising here. Fastic is also a good example. Okay. For the health and fitness environment, uh, it's definitely it's very strong focus on subscriptions since day one. Uh, there is no other revenue stream yet. Yeah, that's two examples. Yeah, I guess I can testify that Duolingo is a pretty cool app. My wife has been using it for a couple of months and I can see how really the, like the concept of the app and I really don't mind to pay for a subscription that's, I can clearly see the value. And yeah, you're kind of absolutely right. The gamification in the case of Duolingo is done pretty well. It's, yeah, that's very, you know, well-round, um, thoughtful, funny, engaging. It's just no brainer. There's a value to pay on a monthly basis. Now, you mentioned at the beginning briefly that, you know, big names are moving towards the app subscription model. So what are your thoughts on the recent paid subscription plans for uh, launched from Snapchat, Twitter, Telegram? I understand it would be wrong to you know, brush all these launches, all these cases with the same brush. For most likely, these companies has their own unique reasons for doing so. But I believe there is a commonality which is advertising model doesn't satisfy all financial needs to grow for these companies. So what do you think about this trend? Yeah, I like the trend. So it's inspirational to see how the big boys doing that. It's hard to say something uh, about that without knowing the, the KPIs that led to this decision. But I think it's fair to say that the new re revenue stream opened up a lot of new fantasy of future growth, especially for the stock exchanges. But I can reflect on that development and also based from my learnings that there isn't really a, any cannibalization of the of the current ad business. This is what I what I also believe there is no cannibalization. And I think in a few years from now we will see more and more creative ways to open up new revenue streams. So especially now in this early days of Web3, it's it indicates already this development. And I think for the big guys, it's definitely getting tough because they are somehow not bold enough to make very big changes and big bets. And I think there there is a lot of room for the next generation. Yeah, speaking of big guys, I think kind of a personal wish would be, wouldn't be great if Facebook switched on app subscription model and uh, preferably 10 years ago when they were, they were a small company probably they wouldn't be grow to that big company as they are now but boy the world would be really different if they were an app subscription model and not an advertising it's into um, it, that would be profound okay and the question i just cannot miss what do you believe is coming up for the app subscription model uh in the near future of course, you can't miss that question. I think and this is very, very difficult to answer, but I think we will see, I mean, we see now the developments of that, but we will probably see 2023 that the governments force more and more Apple and Google to get rid of the Apple and Google fees. So I think this is something what what, what already happened in the, in the EAU for, uh, especially with Google. And 
I hope this this will happen someday because this will open more flexibility for app businesses. This gives also more room for creativity. And especially like to me, this will help the combine web three and the coin business world with, with the web two uh, environment because right now everything is very controlled by uh, by Apple and Google. And uh, um, I think this this will also adding more options for subscription businesses. You can uh, have a lot of ideas in mind, uh, which is now a little bit tricky with companies. They control, let's say, 99% of the customers. And, but in general, for subscriptions, I think, and this is what we see now, it's very challenging to get new subscribers on board because the costs are rising year over year. And maybe now it's a short dump because of the recession, mm-hmm. but then it will continue to rise. And this will result in the fact that you either need to decrease your overhead costs or you deliver such a strong value, the retention increases somehow, or you have stronger organic rates than the average. So I think that's definitely challenging times ahead. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with you that app subscription model is really promising and this is the great engine for the app industry to grow. I'm just looking around for people who are paying for media subscription businesses like Netflix, Apple, Hulu, Peacock, Amazon Prime. And when it's it's, it's not a question of app subscription model, just you know, a question of uh, how much are you willing to pay for content that is unique to other platforms. App, app subscription is just a tool. It's you know, there's no blame behind this tool, but it's just a coincidence that app subscription is associated with media businesses that are doing their best to pull customers to them for unique content. And yeah, but just um, personally, I pay for Apple TV and Netflix and Amazon Prime, and you're kind of thinking, should I stop paying for Amazon Prime and go to Paramount? or Disney Plus, um, yeah, that's a bit tricky. Okay, we are finished with the major question on the table and transition into the second part of the show where every guest uh, has a chance to answer just a set of quick questions so I can get from my audience a better picture of my guests. Question number one, what smartphone do you have now? And have you been switching between these two giants we just mentioned, Android and iOS, or just staying one side? I stay with iOS, and uh, I try to have always the latest uh, version of that. I see. True. <laughs> True fanboy. Just like me. If you remember the days you know, before uh, the smartphone era, uh, what was your mobile phone back then, the flip phone? I really try to remember. I believe it called Sajim or somehow. I think Sajim. I, I guess it was this kind of device where you can open and close it. Like at least the company called Sajim. So before Nokia started getting the biggest smartphone, uh, not smartphone, like getting the, the biggest mobile phone company in the world. I then, think yeah, back, I think back then. That was the smartphone of that day, of that day. Yeah. People couldn't imagine that smartphone can get way much better, way much smarter. Yeah. Imagine you left your smartphone today, your iPhone. What would be the most missing feature when you're out? To me, it's to be connected. So I 
in the most cases it's uh, like if i if i look on my smartphone usage is it's most of the times slack and whatsapp i see and what new app technologies are you most excited about what feature on your iphone could be hardware and software that is not there yet something it is not capable of doing that but you would like this smartphone be able to do what be most excited about is the whole connection with the real world so i'm i'm looking for more and more developments in in this direction and uh, this ar vr uh, stuff it's definitely something what i'm interested the most and this i think also will will play a major role in the in the web free development in the next few years all right uh, and before i let you go uh just very final question how can people get in touch with you and get more information about what you do? Easiest way, it's always LinkedIn. So just my name, Tobias Berner. And uh, there we go. Terrific. Tobias, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. And that was Tobias Berner, co-founder at Admiral Studio. To listen to more episodes, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Just search for Business of Apps and you will find us easily. We release episodes on Mondays, so subscribe, and you'll be able to get new episodes on your smartphone, tablet, or computer as soon as we release them. And please don't forget to leave us a review and comment on iTunes. It is highly appreciated. And all episodes will also be available on businessofapps.com. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Business of Apps podcast. For more, head on over to businessofapps.com.